Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Peter Dowdell, theirishgardener.com uh, joining us. Good afternoon to you, Peter. Good afternoon, Trish. How are you? And, and very well. And you're very welcome to the programme. Let's get straight into uh, questions. Peter, please. I have a hydrangea, completely green and very healthy looking, but it didn't flower this year. Should I cut it back now? I'd say possibly the fact that it didn't flower is maybe because it was cut back a bit too hard last year. She doesn't say whether either he or she doesn't say whether it was cut back hard or, or not last year. I suspect that's probably that it was and that's probably the reason it, it didn't flower. So if you're going to cut it back now, um, well, first of all, I probably wouldn't. I'd wait till the other side of the winter, but I wouldn't give it a hard cut back. I'd only really trim it um, and perhaps do nothing at all to it and just see if it flowers next year. And then we, if it doesn't flower next year and you don't trim it this winter uh, or early next spring, the, then we'd have a, another thing to look at. But I'd say probably leave well alone. If you need to cut it back, just trim it. OK, and here's one of these questions that there's probably an endless answer to. Uh, hi, Peter, would you, uh, hi, Patricia, would you ask Peter, what shrubs or flowers are best to put in pots? It's in a grotto area and looking for some winter colour. Well, if you want something for winter colour in terms of shrubs, I'd look at things like skimmia. So the skimmia is a beautiful one, Trish. You probably know it. You'll, you'll see it if, if it's not already all over garden centres. It will be soon because it's kind of synonymous shrub for Christmas. It's in bud during the winter, which, which may sound not what you want, but it's actually the bud of the buds of the skimmia are just as attractive during the winter uh, as the flowers which open up in the spring. Now, the, sp- the flowers will start opening in kind of February time, lovely white scented flowers. But the, the skimmia in full bud during winter you can always you can also get skimmias that are full of berry, uh, which will look lovely during the winter months. Uh, Calicarpa is another fabulous berried one. It's a purple berried one, which would do well in a big pot or a big container. Um, looks lovely this time of the year as well. Uh, in terms of berries too, you could look at things like pernetia, which are very low growing, suited to a small pot. Uh, and then if you wanted some flowers for colour, look at look no further than winter heathers. Uh, Irish grown winter heathers are amongst the best we can give to the bees and other pollinators. And they give great colour. Um, so you have a lot, to, you have a lot mm. to choose from there, really. Still, okay. I suppose it depends on the size of, you, of your pots uh, uh, as well. Okay, gardening question. Hi, Peter. If the grass is dry, which I know is rare at the moment, is it okay to take to give it a bit of a topping? I'm not talking about skinning the completely cutting the grass down. The ground is okay to use the mower on, and I'm not talking about ploughing it all up. I hate looking out my kitchen window at it at the moment, and I'm thinking if I could get a cut in now, would it make it easier for the first cut of spring, which is only around the corner, please God, says this texter. Well, yes and yes is the answer. It's absolutely fine to still cut your lawn, and you can give it more than a little a little toppy. I mean, I'm, I'm itching to get out and give my lawn a cut, but of course we can't, because as she said at the start, uh, when do we get dry weather? So it's not just that the weather needs to be dry, but the grass ideally needs to be dry, and the ground shouldn't be kind of boggy and waterlogged. So where and when that's going to happen, I don't know. Because like if, if you go over, if you start cutting the lawn uh, and the ground is waterlogged, the tyres will start to leave kind of divots or ruts and that in the in the, in the the lawn. So, you know, it's not, well, it's not really damaging. It's not great. Uh, it, we shouldn't be using any machinery on, on saturated ground. So 
The short answer or the long answer, whichever way you look at it, is you can still cut the lawn, but it's just a question of when. Um, I don't know. And yes, it will make it easier in the spring because it'll be less growth to, to, to before the first cut. You st- but you still have time to do at least one, if not two more cuts, I would say, in 2023. Okay, let's stay with problems with grass. Uh, Paul says, we moved into our new home about two years ago. The problem is the back garden, it is like a swamp whenever it rains. Uh, We have two boys who love to play football, but they really can't play out there at all because the ground is like a swamp. We did put extra topsoil on it, but that didn't seem to make any difference. What would be Peter's advice on a waterlogged back garden? The advice depends on the, the reason, Trish, and it's impossible to say, obviously, without being there. So w- when the ground is boggy or swamped like that, it's one of two reasons. It's either caused by soil compaction, which is, as it sounds, where the soil has been compacted normally due to overuse of uh, of machinery. So it doesn't say whether that house is a new house or an old house, but with a lot of new houses, and when I say new, I mean in the last 20 years, um, you'll have soil compaction issues which is where you might have had JCBs and excavators and trucks driving over the same bit of soil, which just leads to compaction. Uh, And then you put, you you, you know, they might put a skim of topsoil over it, uh, or it doesn't really matter how much topsoil you put over it. um, And then you put the grass seed down on top, then the soil underneath is compacted so the water can't drain away. So it just becomes boggy. Now, if that's the issue, that is fixable, if you like. You can improve the soil structure uh, by adding more organic matter into the soil by digging it over and putting in either fresh soil to, to, to break up the compacted pan uh, and adding grit and things like that. That will, will help. It's quite a big job, but that will should fix the problem. However, if it's caused by a water table issue, in other words, if the water table is simply just as high as ground level there, then I'm afraid there's nothing you can do. Then you're working with nature. It's it's So it really does depend on what the cause of it is. Um, hopefully it's a bit of compaction where putting in some drains and, and improving the, the soil structure would help. But if it's if it's the water table, then I'm afraid, no, you've just got to, to work with it. Okay, yeah, it's a bit of a bummer, all right, particularly if you've got boys who want to get out and, and, yeah, and play, absolutely. And big play problem. football. Okay, uh, Charlie has a problem with his Grisolinia hedge. Now, it was damaged in a storm going back a few years ago. He said the leaves are still growing, but there is a lot of dead wood in parts of the hedge. Any suggestions as some of the roots are starting to become loose? Okay, if it's storm damaged like that, so certain, first of all, try and firm up the roots as much as possible. A couple of wheelbarrows of soil and, and dance a jig on top of it to try and really firm them back into the ground uh, and prune out any of the dead wood. So anything that's still brown or dead now, just prune it out. And I mean, Grisolinia will regenerate in no time at all. So it will fill in the gap quickly. So, so just remove the brown growth, the dead growth, uh, and just tr- firm the root ball in as best you can. Okay, and Carmel in Cantork has ivy that's spreading all over the wall. That's fine, but she said it's now taking over and killing other plants in the garden. How do you control ivy in a garden? No magic wand to it, I'm afraid, except just getting out there and doing it. So you just, ivy and all climbing plants, I mean, ivy is particularly important in terms of biodiversity, but climbing plants are great in that they'll climb and they'll cover walls for us. But the problem is that they don't stop just when where you want them to. And they will keep going. And as she's discovering, smothering other plants, I'm afraid the only way you can control it is get in. And it's a it's a, an annual maintenance job that you'll have to cut it away from the other plants. So just go, go in and cut it. Like if it's going up the wall of a house, you don't want it going into to gutters or downpipes or, or window frames, obviously. So you need to go up on a ladder and, and cut it back from those areas. Same if it's growing into other plants, just, just cut it away from them and, and rake it back. 
Okay, and someone else is looking for advice. They're considering next year dedicating part of the garden and allowing it to go wild. Uh, What do they need to do between now and the springtime? There's several ways you can do that, and I'm delighted to see it, and the, 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 it should be absolutely be encouraged. The first thing is absolutely do nothing at all. And just, you know, you've heard, lots of people have heard the term now rewilding. Uh, and the, the, if you're rewilding, you just do that, let it go wild, do nothing. Now, that may not give you your, your picture postcard wildflower garden, if you like, but it will give you a wild Irish uh, wild area, which is, you know, probably the most important. If you want to sow your own wildflower seeds, um, remove the existing vegetation wildflowers will do better on poor soil nutrient poor soil so remove the existing vegetation so don't add any fresh compost or feed or soil or anything to the area uh, and get some some irish or wildflower seeds and and spread them on that area it's too late now in the year for for now spread them in in kind of february march of next year february march april of next year and let them come on. Uh, and when you put down your own wildflower seeds, Trish, it's not an instant. Uh, you won't see it. You, well, you will see an instant effect in that you'll see most mixes will have a mixture of annuals, biennials and perennials, which means that the first year after you put down the wildflower seeds, you'll have a lot of color from the annuals like poppies and things like that as they flower. And then in the second year, you'll see your biennials and more annuals coming. Your foxgloves will start, things like that. Uh, and then in year three onwards, you see the beginning of the perennials uh, beginning to flower. So it's very, it looks very different in year one and year two and year three. It's not going to look the same every year, but it is something to, to, to be patient with and give it time and it will always come good. So you have a couple of options there as I say, first of all, do absolutely nothing and just let it rewild. Or second of all, remove the, the vegetation, leave the bare earth and then in February, March, April, plant some, some seed yourself. Okay, and Rebecca has an issue with algae on gravel and on the patio area. It gets quite slippy when it's wet. Um, She's tried picking it out, but it's a very slow process. Any other suggestions of how to get rid of algae? Uh, uh, there's good algicides out there now most mosculars contain an algicide in it and and I know there's several of them and I think I think I'm right in saying the Irish one is called Algon and it's Irish and organic which is very effective Uh, I think it's I'm fairly sure it's called Algon uh, and that that will do a very good job. I'm I'm not sure of the name, but I know I've used it, and I know it's Irish and I know it's organic uh, but I think it's Algon is that one Uh, and it's very very good Okay, all right, we'll leave it wonder, there. Yeah. I wonder, Trish, just very briefly, she should send us in a photograph because the way she's describing it, it may also be something else. So send us in a photograph of it and we'll have a look at it for next year. And just before you finish up, if I could very briefly, on Thursday, December the 5th, giving people plenty of notice in aid of Marymount, there's a Christmas floral extravaganza in the Rochestown Park. Malcolm Kit, the wonderful Maxim Kit, Malcolm Kit, will be giving a floral extravaganza December the 5th for Marymount Hospice. I'll mention it again before please the event do. anyway. Please do. Okay, listen, thank you for that and have a lovely week and we'll chat again next week. Thanks, Trish. Thanks, that's uh, Peter Dowdle, the Irish Gardener, uh, dot, uh, com.